98K News. It's one o'clock, I'm Steve Dunthorne. Headlines, mainland health authorities warn people to stay away from virus hit Wuhan as three more patients die. Hong Kong sets up holiday camps as quarantine centres as neighbouring Macau reports its first virus case. And officials pay tribute to three customs officers killed in a boating accident overnight. Mainland health authorities are urging people not to travel to Wuhan, where there have been three more deaths and 149 new cases of a respiratory virus. It brings the death toll to nine, with around 440 confirmed cases. A minister of the National Health Commission warned the virus was spreading between people and could mutate. Lee Bin said surveillance and preventative measures had been stepped up in the city in Hubei province. Speaking through an interpreter, he urged Wuhan residents not to leave. Unless for essential reasons, they suggest that people outside of Wuhan do not go to Wuhan and Wuhan residents don't leave Wuhan. This will reduce the movement and reduce the risk of transmission. Macau has reported its first case of the Wuhan coronavirus. A 52-year-old woman from Wuhan was admitted to hospital yesterday. Authorities say she spent most of her time at a casino after arriving on Sunday. They say they're looking for two people who've been in close contact with the woman and all casino staff are being advised to start wearing masks. Locally, the Health Secretary Sophia Chan says two holiday camps have been prepared to isolate people should Hong Kong report its first case of the new coronavirus. She said those people who've had close contact with confirmed cases could be admitted to the camps within hours. The Centre for Health Protection would have to identify these close contacts and then put them under medical surveillance. And all these close contacts being identified by the Centre for Health Protection would be isolated in the uh, holiday camps. The president of the Hong Kong Public Doctors Association expressed concern about infections among medical workers, saying there's a lack of information about how these occurred. Arisina Ma also says there's no specific treatment yet for the new virus. If you got the normal flu, you will get the flu virus identified in the normal test. But for the Wuhan, the new coronavirus, definitely you will not get the virus identified through the normal panel of rapid tests. For the influenza, they are respond to the drugs we have, the Tamiflu. But for the coronavirus, at this moment, they are not responded very well to particular antiviral drugs. The United States has confirmed its first case of the Wuhan virus. The man, a U.S. resident who recently travelled to China, is being monitored in hospital in Seattle. The governor of Washington state, Jay Inslee, gave this update. He is in satisfactory condition and as of this moment is being uh, is very helpful in us identifying particular people that he may have been in contact with. The good news is, is the CDC and we also agree that the, the risk is low to residents of the state of Washington. And this is certainly not a moment for panic or high anxiety. It is a moment for vigilance. As well as the US, mainland China and Macau, the virus has been reported in Thailand, Japan, South Korea and Taiwan. To other news now, the chief executive, Kerry Lam, has expressed shock and sadness over the deaths of three customs officers in a boat accident near Xiaochou. Alex Price has details. 
The government says the customs vessel with five crew on board was conducting a patrol in the waters near the airport around 9pm last night when the boat capsized. The first rescue ship from the fire services department arrived half an hour later. A spokesman said two divers found two men and a woman trapped inside the boat. They were later certified dead on arrival at hospital. Two others were rescued with minor injuries. All the crew were wearing their life vests. The cause of the incident is under investigation. The Bar Association is urging the Chief Executive to reconsider an independent inquiry into the anti-government protests that started in June. It submitted a report to the government last week on an inquiry, but has so far not had a reply. The Association suggests the inquiry should cover 15 major protests between June and November and review 10 areas of concern, including the use of force by both police and protesters. Eric Shum is a member of its governing council. We are asking the chief executive to reconsider her so-called decision. So far as we are concerned, the whole matter boils down to whether justice will be done. I mean to the police on the one hand, if they are free of use of excessive force, their acts should be exonerated. On the part of the protesters, a lot of people said that they have used excessive force and also they were subsidised from other foreign countries. If there was an independent commission of inquiry, inquiring into all these matters, then both sides would benefit. Pro-democracy district councillors have called on the financial secretary to use next month's budget to help communities deal with the aftermath of seven months of protests. Mr Chan met council chairs and vice chairs today, the first such meeting since pro-democracy groups took majorities on 17 of the 18 councils. Councillors want him to subsidise workers in industries such as tourism and catering. They also suggest giving money to buy protective gear and pay for cleaning at facilities affected by tear gas. Clarice Young chairs the Wan Chai District Council. There's uh, a lot of tear gas remaining in the city that's uh, affected our health every day. For a lot of cleaner in the city, they are lacking of the suitable uh, method to help to clean the city. And that's uh, all the aftermath of the government's choice. But the government is not making the right decision to help to deal with the problem. They also urged Mr Chan to give everyone in the SAR a $10,000 handout. Turning overseas, Republicans and Democrats in the US Senate are arguing over how to proceed with the impeachment trial of Donald Trump as the hearing gets underway. Republicans have blocked three amendments put forward by the Democrats, calling for more documents on the Trump administration's contact with Ukraine. The president is accused of blackmailing the government there into providing negative information on a political rival, Joe Biden. Here's the BBC's Chris Buckler. We're going to hear the Republicans argue the president did nothing wrong, that he acted always within the powers of his office. And the other hand, Democrats are going to say that he abused his position to try and influence the next election, which is only a matter of months away in an attempt to try and remain president of the United States. I think also it's worth pointing out, if you take a look at the votes that have been along these Republican and Democrat lines, it does give you an idea that although we're going to go through this impeachment trial, we do know the outcome. President Trump is going to remain the president of the United States and we're going to have a very bitter election to follow. Lebanese security forces have clashed with protesters who've taken to the streets of Beirut to denounce the newly formed government. Some of the fiercest exchanges took place near Parliament, with police using tear gas and water cannon against stone-throwing demonstrators. Earlier, the Prime Minister Hassan Diab promised his new cabinet would work to meet the demands of protesters following months of turmoil in Lebanon. 
This is the first time Lebanon has had such a government in its history. It's a rescue team whose only role is to work hard and give it all it has. I salute the uprising that pushed for this path to be realized. It's a government that meets the aspirations of protesters across the country after more than three months of anger, and we will work towards addressing their demands. The former head of the Brazilian mining company Valley and 15 other people are facing homicide charges over the collapse of an iron ore dam a year ago. 270 people died when the dam burst near the Brazilian town of Brumadinho. Here's the BBC's Katie Watson. This week will mark a year since the Brumadinho disaster, a dam collapse that saw a deluge of mud stream down the mountainside, killing hundreds of people in its path. As families of victims prepare to remember their loved ones in a series of commemorations this weekend, many will no doubt welcome this news that charges have finally been brought against employees and the companies held responsible for the dam's collapse. And they're charges that go right to the very top, with former Chief Executive Fabio Schwarzman now charged with homicide. Charges have also been brought against the dam's auditor, Tufsud. Boeing has confirmed another delay in the expected return to service of its 737 MAX aircraft, which has been grounded since March following two fatal crashes. Trading in Boeing shares was temporarily suspended after reports of the latest delay emerged. Here's the BBC's Michelle Fleury. The new delay comes after two recent discoveries, a software flaw requiring more work than expected and an audit that found that some of the wiring on the 737 MAX plane needed to be rerouted. The delay means the jet will miss the busy summer travel season for a second straight year. It could also add to the compensation that the American aircraft maker ends up paying airlines. The MAX was grounded in March 2019 after two deadly crashes that killed 346 people. The company had previously estimated that the flying ban would be lifted before the end of 2019. The Japanese carmaker Toyota is recalling nearly 3.5 million vehicles worldwide over a possible fault in the deployment of airbags. The vast majority are in the United States. The models affected are the Corolla, Matrix, Avalon and Avalon Hybrid, made over the past nine years. Britain says it will bring in a tax on global digital companies in April, despite the threat of US retaliation. The US Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin told an American newspaper that if Britain went ahead, it would face President Trump's tariffs. Here's the BBC's Jonathan Josephs. Companies such as Google, Apple, Facebook and Amazon are at the forefront of changes to the global economy. That's hugely profitable to them, but Europe's politicians don't think they pay enough tax. However, they've struggled to force a global agreement on how to raise those bills. The United States thinks its successful companies are being unfairly targeted and is pushing back. Tariffs against France have been suspended after Paris put its unilateral tax on pause, but the UK and Italy have been warned not to take matters into their own hands. Coca-Cola says it won't stop using plastic bottles because consumers still want them. A senior company official said customers like them because... They reseal and are lightweight. Coca-Cola has pledged to recycle as many plastic bottles as it uses by 2030, but environmental campaigners say many bottles will still go in uncollected and end up in landfill. Markets a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 28,217. That's 232 points up on the previous close. Currency is the US dollar is trading at 110.02 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar 10 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 13 cents. To sport now, here's Atom Jung. 
We start with an update on the Australian Open tennis. World number one Ashley Barty and defending champion Naomi Osaka have both safely progressed to the third round at Melbourne Park. The home favorite Barty dominated Slovenia's Polona Hercog, winning 6-1, 6-4. Osaka won in straight sets, beating China's Cheng Sai Sai 6-2-6-4. Petra Kvitova, who lost to Osaka in last year's final, also progressed. The two-time Wimbledon champion saved three set points in the second set before beating Paula Badosa 7-5-7-5. Next to football and a busy night in the English Premier League. Arsenal survived a red card to David Luiz by holding Chelsea to a 2-2 draw in the London derby at Stamford Bridge. There was also victory for second place Manchester City. Details now from the BBC's Andy Barwell. Well, a thriller at Stamford Bridge, Chelsea and Arsenal drawing 2-2. Chelsea thought that they'd snatched it late on through Cesar Aspilicueta, only for Hector Bellerin to level it up again three minutes from time for Arsenal, who had David Luiz red-carded against his old team. The champions Manchester City opened up a six-point advantage over third-place side Leicester as Pep Guardiola's side had a hard-fought 1-0 victory away at Sheffield United. Sergio Aguero scored his sixth goal in his last three games. Aston Villa left it late to beat Watford 2-1. Villa moved out of the bottom three while Watford dropped back into the relegation places. Here's Tyrone Mings who scored the winning goal. We had the belief to, to keep on and, and go and get the winner and I think we showed tremendous character to, to keep going right into the 94th minute and, and go and get the winner. So uh, it, give, it will give us massive confidence. Bournemouth are still in the drop zone, though they've snapped their four-game losing streak by beating Brighton 3-1. Everton and Newcastle drew 2-2 at Goodison Park. Southampton picked up a 2-0 win at Crystal Palace. Longtime New York Yankees captain Derek Jeter and the former Colorado Rockies slugger Larry Walker have both been elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Jeter played his entire 19-year career in the Bronx where he won five World Series titles. His famous moments include the Mr. November home run that won Game 4 of the 2001 World Series and the ninth inning walk-off single in his final home game in 2014. Jeter came within one vote of being a unanimous Hall of Fame choice. In contrast, Walker made it to Cooperstown on his 10th and final appearance on the ballot, receiving six votes above the 75% requirement. The outfielder started his career with the Montreal Expos before winning three batting titles with the Rockies. Walker is the second Canadian-born player elected to the Hall after Ferguson Jenkins in 1991. And that's your look at sports. To end the news, our top stories again. Mainland health authorities warn people to stay away from virus hit Wuhan as three more patients die. Hong Kong prepares to quarantine people in holiday camps as neighbouring Macau reports its first virus case. And officials pay tribute to three customs officers killed in a boating accident. The news from RTHK.
Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 Show. I'm Sadia Osmani, sitting in for Noreen Mir. If you're suddenly thinking, mm, where's Noreen gone? Well, I'm here today and tomorrow, so I hope you're going to keep me company. My thanks to Phil for the morning brew. And on the show today, just after 1.30, my guest in the studio will be Kyle Wagner. He's the author of The Power of Simple, and I'll be talking to him about his journey and ambition to transform the way schools teach and how students can be more effective and innovative with flexible learning and space. And after 2 p.m., Cruz McCallaghan is...